This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. In the budget, 2023 budget from the provincial government, oil prices to to hit the marks that they put, the surpluses and all that stuff, they were budgeting oil to be at $79 a barrel for the year, okay? That was that was what they wanted to see the price be at in order to just balance the budget, okay? So to get rid of surpluses and all the rest of this stuff, but just balance the budget based on all the spending that they had, they wanted the price of oil to be at $75 a barrel. Now, last week, it was down below $70 a barrel. Today, a little better. It's at $72.69 a barrel as we speak, which is good news. It's gone up a bit. Why did it go up? Well, maybe because OPEC uh, and Saudi Arabia announced over the weekend that they're planning to cut oil production by a million barrels a day starting next month to try and prop up the price of oil. So there's a lot going on. What do we need to know about the price of oil and where we might be headed? We're going to chat with Rory Johnson now. Rory is a commodity analyst at Commodity Context dot com. Rory, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's just start with what you think is happening with the price of oil right now. Saudi Arabia announcing they're going to cut production by a million barrels a day starting next month. Obviously, they have some concerns about what's going on with oil prices. Absolutely. And I think the Saudi oil minister has been very, very clear that he believes that the market is no longer reflecting fundamentals of the market. That for essentially the past six months, and I actually agree with him on this, the price of oil has been driven by pretty much everything except the fundamentals of oil supply and demand. It's been driven by concerns about recessions. It's been driven by uh, concerns about, you know, raised interest rates by central banks, uh, the central, you know, the, the banking crisis we had back in March, and more recently by the U.S. Uh, federal debt ceiling debate. All of that, while does obviously affect oil in the margin, is kind of secondary to the you know the core question of balance in the market and where inventories are at. So I do think that there's a reasonable point of concern there. That said, it you know based on today's trading it kind of looks like that hasn't really changed that while we did get this big voluntary unilateral cut by Saudi Arabia they promised to reduce by a million barrels a day starting in July. The first point is they only promised it for a month. So there's this open question of how big and how long lasting is this cut going to be? And the second factor is the price jumped by about $2, uh, which is a reasonably paltry uh, kind of rally out of, a, out of a cut like this. And we're basically back to flat uh, versus the beginning of last week before any of this rumor really even started. So there really hasn't been much movement in the market. And I do think that is kind of discounting or, 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 or you know, definitely not seeing a follow through of those fundamentals to the market price. Do we know what OPEC targets? Where does Saudi Arabia and OPEC want the price of oil to be? Like, did they start getting alarmed because it dropped below 70, or was it a trend? I mean, is there a dollar figure that they keep in mind? I think a lot of people watch the market think that the Saudis want oil to kind of be in that 80 to to $100 a barrel range. And historically, you actually seen the Saudis be relative doves on price within OPEC. They don't want prices so high that you kind of nuke demand because they are long, they have massive reserves and they plan to be producing and, and, and supplying oil to the market for decades to come. 
But there's also this nearer term concern with the change in governance in Saudi Arabia and the rise of Mohammed bin Salman and his very, very expensive, what he calls like giga projects, these you know hundreds of billions of dollars for new cities and new resorts and all of these things. They need the price higher in order to support the budget for that. So I think there has you know, how there's, there's been a bit of a change from this long term trajectory to a, a bit more of a short term trajectory. And they're really focusing on pressuring short sellers in the market to kind of push them out and get the price back up to somewhere they want it to be. Taking a look at the price of oil, obviously what they're doing, they're going to try and uh, manipulate it as much as they can. But like you say, there are so many other factors in play here when it comes to the price of oil. It's been really, really hard to sort of predict. Um, what do you think, what's your forecast for oil for the rest of this year? What do you think might happen? So, uh, you know, for a while now, the, the general consensus has been the second half of the year is going to be far tighter on a, on a supply-demand basis than the first half, which means bigger inventory draws, lower inventory positions, and higher prices. I think before this cut, I would have thought that, you know, even without this cut, we were probably heading back up towards, you know, the, you know, the mid-90s to maybe even the triple digits again. But obviously, the market is still very concerned with this recessionary risk and, and you know, we're, oh, we're, we're not going to actually see those prices until we see those fundamental draws from the market. So I still think the trajectory is higher from here, but I think the question is how much higher. And I think that it's going to be increasingly challenging to push, a, you know, above 90. What does it mean? And I don't know if you if you can give us much insight here, but when we see this sort of thing, what does it mean for gas prices when we I mean, that's, of course, where it's going to rubber's going to hit the road, literally for most of us out here. So uh, what are you expecting to see there? Well, so when I think a lot of people have very, you know, very center of their mind, how painful pump prices were this time last year. And just to put a little bit of context behind that, when, when prices, when pump prices experienced by Canadians hit all time highs last summer, not only was the price of oil sitting around $120, $130 yeah. a barrel, much higher than it is today, even more important was the fact that gasoline markets specifically and refined product markets were actually experiencing an even more historic dislocation. Typically, what, you know, when we talk about gasoline margins or or, uh, or gasoline kind of um, crack spreads, is what they're called in the market, essentially a normal crack spread is around $20 a barrel for gasoline. And that's essentially how much a refiner gets paid to turn a barrel of crude oil into gasoline. So that's the premium for gasoline over, over crude. Um, that hit as high as $60, $70 a barrel last year. So while we were seeing $120, $130 crude, we are actually paying the equivalent of nearly $200 barrel oil at the pump. And I think both of those things, both of those factors, both crude oil and refined products and gasoline are far weaker today than they were last year. So even if we do get a bit of a rally, we're, we're you know, we're looking at, at materially lower than last year still, even in kind of the worst case scenario from the perspective of, uh, of uh, consumers and motorists. Good. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll all be happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rory, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it.